Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Let's go for the win, man. Man was expecting to get out of Mike Tomlin. That was better than what he expected to get. That was better than he asked for. Um, Mike Tomlin ain't here for your games. You got a game to win. He ain't here for your games. Um, oh man, I thought you would appreciate that. I, I thought you. I love. I love. I'm telling you, the poetry of Mike Tomlin should be a segment right. on Brother from Another. Mike Tomlin's poetry. It is. Poetry Month. I, I, thought, it, poetry I, thought, it, I month. thought it was. We don't miss an no, opportunity we don't, hey, to give Mike Tomlin his flowers. Yeah, yeah, but so we miss we missed some opportunities. We missed some opportunities lately. How about the one where Tomlin was like, oh, you heard him talking about slot corners. You hear his, his comment about slot corners? He said they're angry little people. <laughs> <laughs> they're angry. They're angry little people who refuse to right. be, who refuse to be blocked. He was saying in a complimentary way about the uh, the slot on his team. I, you know, I can't remember. You probably know his name. Uh, guy who's bounced around the league a little bit, uh, but really is playing well. I think it's number thirty. I, I can't remember his number for the Steelers, but yeah. Steelers win yesterday. Mike Tomlin, I'm sure, had more Tomlin poetry. But I'm always but here whoever that, that dude was. Whoever that dude was, like, first of all, how do you get in that position to be able to do that? Because, like, usually pregame, I can't even get that close. <laughs> right. that day, hey, I'm working right now. You know, it's like, right. come on, man. Like, you gotta, you gotta know. Like, he, he ain't there for your, uh, for your, your TikTok videos. Um, speaking of having that work cut out for him, let's uh, let's start here, if you will. Uh, let's look at this. Let's focus our attention on the NFC. Okay. And. Three teams in particular. Well, four, four. Because I don't want to no, do that thing I did teams. earlier in the season and dismiss them. Well, make but that I, I, four. I, I, yeah, make that four. I, I dismissed them earlier in the season. I just did it again. Minnesota just did what Minnesota does, and they won again. They won another give close Minnesota, game. They give just, Minnesota they just, some I love, am. y'all. What's wrong with they're this? Good. No, no, no. They're good at the most important thing. They're good at winning football games. Yes, so they Minnesota, are. Did what Minnesota does, and they won again. They, that's ten wins for them now. Okay, that's Minnesota. Three teams I want to focus on: uh, Dallas putting up fifty-four points on another professional football team in Indianapolis. Say what you want about their head coach. That fourth quarter was 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 devastating. Thirty-three points in the fourth quarter. Thirty-three points, points in the total fourth for the Dallas Cowboys, who are hosting Odell Beckham Jr. today. We'll get into that. The Philadelphia Eagles who ran through the Tennessee Titans, who I think are good. We know they're well coached, well run, but they don't beat good teams. So maybe they're just not that good to begin with. But Philadelphia does what a good team does against a bad team and that's beat the brakes off them. So fly Eagles fly there. And the last team and we'll hear from Kyle Shanahan momentarily is San Francisco, who now has to function moving forward with its third quarterback this year. Formerly mystery relevant now Mr. Very relevant that would be Brock Purdy out of Iowa State the final pick of the 2022 mm. NFL draft taking over for the injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Here is Kyle Shanahan. I mean just hearing it, it was, it was pretty crushing. I mean, it's, we know what Jimmy's been through how hard he's worked at this. You know, I, I got that news a little in the second quarter. Um, so it was a little different for me even just how happy we were with that game. That was a really cool game just as a team and all the stuff that went on throughout the game and just be able to overcome some things. And it was so, such a special win, um, but definite mixed emotions hearing about Jimmy. Um, I told the guys right after the game, and so I know that gave them some mixed emotions fast too, but um, it was a hell of a job by Brock coming in, stepping it up. He, he um, did a real good job today, and um, we're going to be ready to do our best to overcome this. I think Brock Purdy's going to be all right. I think the 49ers are going to be all right. Uh, they only lead the Seahawks by a game in a division. Uh, a week from this coming Thursday looks real good for my other job. Prime video, Thursday Night Football. 
Niners at Seahawks. Looking forward to that. Um, I think the Niners will be fine. But I guess the way I want to, the way I want to kick this off with you, Michael, is like, not, gonna, not who you got, because there's still so much time and so much could happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who were you most impressed by of the NFC contenders yesterday? Was it San Francisco beating Miami with its third-string quarterback? Was it Dallas demolishing Indianapolis? Or was it Philadelphia running over the Titans? Yeah, that's or a good question. One. Or was there another Look, submission? No, no, that was it. I mean, you, you, got the, you got the major three. Look, I'm not surprised by what Philadelphia did against Tennessee. Not surprised at all. And, and I do. I'm like you. you. You you described it perfectly. Good, well-run organization. Uh, we both know people in that organization. I've known them for a long time. I go back to uh, the early 1990s with, with Mike Vrabel from the same area. I remember covering him in high school. So I'm a big Mike Vrabel fan. So, but still, not surprised by what happened in Tennessee. Not surprised by what Dallas did to Indianapolis. I didn't think it would happen with, in, in a 33-point uh, fourth quarter, but if you said, hey, Dallas yeah. is going to put up about 54 on Indianapolis, I'd say, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, okay, it happened. Yeah, I, I'm not shocked. Been, thought it had been rationed out a little it bit more. Spread the out, quarter, but, yeah. but they just kind of <laughs> right. stung them. Yeah, yeah. But somebody said something to me yesterday. Mike, you're going to love this. Really smart uh, football guy that I had a chance to talk to yesterday uh, and, and really had never talked with him at length before. This is somebody who knows the league, knows the history of the league, and has, has won Super Bowls. He said to me, he said, it's funny, he said, you know, football is like fashion. He said, it really is. Like, it just kind of goes in cycles. Cyclical, cyclical and yeah. It, yeah. It really is. He said, like, like, some of the things that you do in football, some of the things that you do well in football and you stop doing, yeah. nothing was really wrong. There are certain things you can do in football on and on, whether it's the 50s, 60s, aughts, uh, 2020s, you keep doing those things no matter what, they work. And his point was, he said, when I look at the San Francisco 49ers, this is before the injury. He said, when I look at the 49ers of today, I see many elements of the 49ers with Roger Craig and, uh, and Rathman and uh, their running game. He said, I look at yeah. them. And so I, I see yeah. a lot of similarities. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I see it. But what was so great about those 49ers in the late 80s and 90s, they had Joe Montana followed by Steve Young. I can see his point, but it's going to be real tough, man. It's going to be real tough to get where they want to go with their third quarterback of the season. It's not well, necessarily well, the draft. Told, it's not necessarily told me Jimmy draft. Garoppolo. Well, y'all told me Jimmy Garoppolo was just a guy anyway. That's what y'all told me. Y'all told me... That the Niners won in spite of him, not because of him. So I'm trying to figure out what the right. problem is here. Sarcasm. Right. Well, because because uh, and no, you go ahead with your sarcasm. Good. You, you know, stay. I just wanted the viewers to know I was being sarcastic. I didn't know. You know, sometimes no, no, I, no, you know. <laughs> no, no. I want you. I want you to stay there. I want you to. I want you to live. I want you to be. That's your what sarcasm. y'all told me. Because if it was up to y'all, and, and, he'd be gone and, already. Y'all wanted y'all, him gone. And, I, was, I tried to tell you, you needed him around. And who's I, y'all? I'm all hey, of y'all, cause you, you people. Hold on, because let me tell you what my birth certificate says. My birth certificate says Michael Scott Holly. I don't know what Kyle Shanahan's middle name is, but Kyle Shanahan is the y'all who started all this. He's the <laughs> well, one who started fair. it. That's Ain't nobody fair. started it. It wasn't the media. He did trade up. You didn't make him trade it up. Wasn't, <laughs> right. It right, wasn't right. Ted yeah. Koppel. Right. It wasn't Ted Koppel. Right. It was You're you, right. Kyle Fact. Shanahan. Fact. So he Fact. started it, but the reason it's a problem because I, I, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, I feel I feel bad for the brother, but yeah. you know, he is just a guy, but he was just a guy starting over another guy who's not the guy that he is and that is Purdy. So man, it's going to be hard. All you need to make is like four or five throws. I'm convinced of it. You don't have to have a whole game of getting it done. But that's all, but he, that's all Jimmy did it, though. That's all Jimmy that, did. Right. And and they didn't think it was good enough. And like four or five throws, they were like, it's not good enough. The only reason they backed to Jimmy is because the one they wanted got hurt. Jimmy ain't start right. the season. They were just tired. They were done with Jimmy. 
Then he's back. Right, but we still but we still but we still don't know what Trey Lance would have been. We know that they've won with this formula before. And again, all y'all kept telling me was that this was a Super Bowl roster being held back by its quarterback. So it stands to reason that even though this guy was drafted with the last pick of the draft, once upon a time Tony Romo was undrafted, with that roster, that running game, those receivers, and a defense, look, man, you're right. It is going to be harder than it already would have been for San Francisco. But with, when you have a defense where the opposition almost never scores in the second half of games, it makes the quarterback's job that much easier. And man, I'm telling you, I don't Easy. care who's lining up at quarterback and they responded to Jimmy Garoppolo. Forget what you want to say about Garoppolo. It's a captain. They respond to him. That team, no matter who the quarterback is, is going to beat the crap out of you. They're so damn physical. I can tell you uh, with some authority, with some semblance of authority. Okay. That right, here most we go. Here we, go. We, got, we, we got a nugget. No, we got a nugget. No, no, not, no, not really. Not, no, I don't overstate it. But that most of the teams in the NFC look at San Francisco as the biggest problem. I guess I could phrase it is they're the team that they don't want to face because they know that Debo and Kittle and Trent Williams and Nick Bosa and Fred Warner like those dudes you feel those dudes. So if Brock Purdy can give some some you know just portion of Jimmy Garoppolo and again they were winning playoff games with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing 400 yards and just making a handful of throws like you just said. I'm, I mean I'm not oblivious to the facts of the situation despite my sarcasm. I think they'll be yeah. fine, but with but with the time we have left in this conversation, I'm gonna answer my own question, dude. The team that I'm most impressed by, and I don't know if I if I continue to try to pay penance or make amends for my knee jerk reaction in the opener. I don't know if I'm uh. biased because I was I was just at the star this past week. I don't know what it is, and I know it was the Colts, and I know it was Jeff Saturday's Colts. I I, I got it. But Dallas is so damn devastating, dude. Dallas is so good. Like as long as you have Dak Prescott able to hand off to one of two running backs who could punish you and then make plays off of play action. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is coming into his own. I didn't always trust that dude. This offensive line that was a problem at the beginning of the season. Now, Tyron Smith coming back. And Tyler Smith getting kicked inside defensively. Dog, they hunt on defense. I like Philadelphia. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I really like Philadelphia. But man, I I love Dallas. But you like Dallas more? I, li I, I, but you like, I Dallas like Philadelphia. More? But I love Dallas this year. All right. And that division. So you like Philadelphia? I, 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 okay. Yeah, I love. I like, you like I like Philly. Philly a you lot. love Dallas. I love Dallas. Okay. So is Dallas a better team than Philly? Is Dallas? Well, yeah. That's basically what I'm saying. That's basically what I'm okay. saying. Yes. Oh, uh, so, okay, right. Yeah. So if it comes down yeah. to it, if you have to pick NFC Championship game, uh, Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles like just went out. They have one more win. The Cowboys they got home home field advantage. You're going at the link. You're going with Dallas over Philadelphia NFC Championship game. For if the right to go to Arizona right now. If you put me I'm on the spot on right the spot. now, I am. I am. I am. I know. I think I think Dallas has all the pieces, and they ain't even added OBJ. And I will talk more about right. him with Charles Robinson. I'm not going to take the time right now. We can go ahead and roll the music here. We can go to break, and we can get to a former yes. Dallas Cowboy. Um, but know, and it's so great. And yeah, Mike, I, I appreciate if you. Old, if they get Odell, and he's there, and he's there, three, they're two, they're three, whatever, with that running game, that deep. Oh my God. I, and scary. I appreciate you. I, I I like you said a lot of good things there. I really appreciate you. You said that. Uh, Dallas is is a better coach team too. So they got the better coach. <laughs> I heard you say that, right? I, I appreciate that, man. Finally, finally, you coming around? Nice. Hey, what else you want to say about McCarthy? Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, give them all their flowers right now. Will McClay, we talked about him last year. That roster, they got so much depth, and they're tough. San Francisco took their lunch money last year. 
Dallas is physical. Mm. That's what you got to be to beat San Francisco. You got to be ready for it. They're coming. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louis. Okay. It ain't gonna be no more of the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. I'm coming. And when I get him, it's gonna be changed. So I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in that portal and do whatever you're going to get. Because the more you jump in, the more room you make. Hmm. A lot of people have thoughts. A lot of people have feelings. A lot of people in their feelings about Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State to become the new coach of the Colorado Buffaloes. Michael Holly, how do you feel about this development? You know, it's funny. I was talking to uh, a big fan of the show earlier today, a brother named Nick Bates, a good brother uh, at, at Boston University, runs the Howard mm-hmm. Thurman. He's the uh, director of the Howard Thurman Center. If you don't, if y'all don't know who Howard Thurman is, look up Howard Thurman. Anyway, uh, Nick Bates is like, man, I can't wait for y'all to talk about this on uh, on uh, brother from another. So I just went up to him today. Today I said, no, I want to hear what you have to say about it. And he brought up a really good point. He was like, how do we look at, I'm giving him credit. He said, you know, how are we looking at Dion really informs how you feel about it. He said, if you looked at Dion as part of the SWAC tradition, mm-hmm. you looked at him as like the next Eddie Robinson. If you looked at him as the right. next guy who's going to bring back uh, the, the brilliance and the artistry and the dignity to black college football, then, then you're disappointed. You feel betrayed. But, well, I mean, but well, next don't, point, don't let uh, don't let Eddie Robinson Jr. hear you say that. <laughs> Just so you know. And, 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 and by the way, <laughs> by the way, Eddie Robinson Jr. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Robinson Jr. He may have lost the rhetorical battle. He may have lost the freestyle to Dion, but he won the argument. Going away. This is exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. That yeah. Dion, that Dion is not really about. Eddie Robinson Jr., no relation, by the way, said, hey, I'm standing on the shoulders of Giants. And he named some people in this conference that if Dion's being honest, and a lot of us are being honest, there are some names that we hadn't heard before. Like, he knew knew what he was talking about. So he really was about swack. And that was his point about Dion. He said, Dion's a great Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame football player, only guy to play in the Super Bowl in the World Series, great talent, great entertainer, all of that stuff, great recruiter, great advertiser, pitch man, uh, you know, preacher, all that stuff. But he really wasn't about that uh, swack life. And he's right. If we were looking at him as a guy who was going to stay in the swack for the rest of his career, I'll speak for myself. That's we, on us. I, I, I was projecting. He never said that. He never gave okay. that indication yeah. that this was a yeah. lifelong mission for him. And so, right. as a matter of fact, he Deon, was pretty transparent about if the right job came along, he'd be foolish not to listen. I, all I'm I pretty can sure tell you is that, saying that. But he has done, and I don't know if this is intentional or not. I know there's only one Dion. Like, Dion is just, he's got a magnetism, he's got charisma, he just oozes charisma. He doesn't even try, it's just natural for him. But, he may have unintentionally, Mike, opened the door for other people. People weren't looking at 
historically back colleges and universities for their next coach. Now Colorado was because Colorado knows about some black coaches. <laughs> okay, Colorado hires a lot of black coaches. This is like third in a row for Colorado, <laughs> and the rest yeah. of uh, rest of big time college football is like, huh? We don't. Where, where do you find these? Where do you find these Afro Americans? Where are they? Because Colorado <laughs> knows how to find them. But the fact is, he's twenty seven and five at Jackson State. I didn't realize they never had an undefeated season in their history. He had the first one. He turned around this program. He got big time recruits to come to Jackson State and the attention was there and he knows how to coach. So what, what Dion did was prove his chops at a lower level, whether we like to say that or not at a lower level of college football. He proved his chops. He got an opportunity. He got a pay raise. He got a bigger platform and he took it. But Nick's point. And this is what I love what he said. And I'll give it back to you. Nick said, why are we always looking at a he said whether it's sports or civil rights, why are we always looking at a messianic figure to save us? So there are a lot of people doing the work, but we want that one guy to represent all the things that a lot of people can be doing. He's right. I have no issue with Deion Sanders, although I wish he had stayed at uh, Jackson State for 10 years, but he never claimed yeah. that, and I shouldn't have expected it. I like how you put that. Um, I'll answer my own question. I'll ask you how you feel. I'll tell you how I feel. Uh, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Have I ever told you the story of that time where Jesse Jackson checked me over Jackie Robinson? You want to tell you that story? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me again because I, rem I remember this. I remember this. Okay. So I did a, uh, yeah, I did a Negro League like, symp symposium panel um, for the Chicago White Sox. And Jesse Jackson was there. Reverend Jesse Jackson was there. And I I made the remark about Jackie Robinson getting called up to the major leagues. And admittedly, I was not referencing him getting called up from Montreal. I was talking about from the Negro Leagues to the major leagues. And Jesse Jackson was like, and, I, and again, I didn't mean it this way, but it was just, you know, it was just the way I expressed it. I wasn't thinking about how that sounded and what that what that meant. And he was like, what do you mean called up to the major leagues? That would imply, he said in so many words, that would imply that the Negro Leagues were inferior to the major leagues. When as we all know or should know, the talent in the Negro Leagues was equal if not superior to that in the then segregated major leagues. Mm -hmm. I bring that up to say, the reason I'm disappointed is I thought Deion Sanders at Jackson State was a representation of the fact that their ice ain't colder. I thought that Deion Sanders was standing for something bigger. And so you said if you thought that he was going to be a, a Jackson State or a swag lifer, then that's on you. I guess I'll agree with that by saying that it's on me for buying what he was selling. Because I'll Did be honest with you, Mike, Michael. Yeah, that's how you got Travis Hunter to go there. I mean, that, that, was, that, that, was, that was the brand. The brand was, hey, we're going to do this here at Jackson State. We're going to put on for HBCUs here. Like, you don't have to go to a, a PWI, a predominantly white institution. You don't have to go to Florida State. You can come to Jackson State and get a great education, be nurtured, um, be protected, be coached, be developed. You can get the same things here. Now we know the resources aren't the same. We know that. But I thought right. that Dion was, was going to be at the forefront of this zeitgeist. I thought that he was going to be a part of changing that because I, I when he said to his, his own team, when he said in coaching, you don't you either get elevated or you get terminated. Well, that goes back to what I just said about Jesse Jackson elevated the idea. And I realize he's the first HBCU coach to get a power five job. But that power mm -hmm. five job is the worst program in the power five or among the worst programs in the power five. Well, it, well the it, idea well, in that conference. 
in their conference. We're in their conference. In their conference. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's been yeah, it's, yeah. they've been like they've been bad for a long time. I mean, the last time I checked yeah. for Colorado, it was Cordell Stewart, Eric Bieniemy. You, you know what I'm saying? You can't even yeah, remember. I remember. No, I, no, I remember. I used to perform with Colorado. I'm gonna say, I used to perform back exactly, in the day because in New Orleans yeah. with Cordell Stewart, I used to, I used to, with the visor. Yeah. I used to check for Colorado. So yeah, what I'm saying is the idea that that represents elevation runs counter to what he was building and the pride that he was reinstilling. I don't want to say instilling because that pride isn't going anywhere, but reinstilling or reigniting or, or expanding when it comes to not just Jackson State, but HBCU football in general. Now I feel the need to say this. I just feel the need to say this. I don't think I'm disqualified from having this conversation, but let's just like put it all out there. Well, Michael, where'd you right, go let's to do school? It. Michael, where'd you I went go to, to school? Point Park. I went to Loyola. Point Park University. I was what else for me? But yeah, you too. But else for me? I went to Loyola, yeah. New Orleans. I was, I was asking myself that question. Uh, I went to oh, Loyola yeah, my, University oh, yeah. in New Orleans. I thought you you said Michael. I just heard myself. Yeah, okay, right. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I got you right. My people went to Southern. My my mama went yeah. to Xavier. You know what I'm saying? I got my stepdad went to Southern. My daddy went to Prairie View. I went to Loyola, New Orleans, a Jesuit institution. All right. Michael, what network you on? I'm on Peacock. I work for Peacock, NBC Sports, and Amazon. I, I will flatter myself. I've never been offered anything, but the truth is I don't work at BET. I don't work for the grill. I don't work for revolts. Okay, so to your point about projecting, it's like I don't want to sit here and say that Dion should continue his coaching career indefinitely at an HBCU when I didn't even so much as attend an HBCU. There's a part of me that feels like a little like I don't want to come off as hypocritical. I'm just strictly basing this off of what the brand that Dion was putting forth and that was again their ice ain't colder their water ain't wetter we can do it big here and they did do it big maybe not big enough last thing I'll say before I get back to you because I don't want to um, I don't I don't want to dominate this conversation anymore than I already have is that I find Dion Sanders infinitely less interesting today than I did a few days ago really now he's just another coach. He's just another guy mm. that's look if he'd have gone to Florida State and many have said this and, they, I, and listen, bro, realize something. I wanted to go to Florida State. I, I had a Florida. If you could find old pictures of me in high school, I had a Florida State starter jacket, a Florida State starter hat. I love the Florida State Seminoles. I memorized the Notre Dame fight song as a as, as because I lost a bet in 93 when the Seminoles lost at South Bend. Okay, that's how I, like and it was because of Deion Sanders and Terrell Buckley and Amp Lee and bar none and mm. Casey Weldon and rest in peace Bobby Bowden like that was that was my squad. So I'm somebody who was raised watching Deion Sanders. That's why I wore a t-shirt today. I got a t-shirt every occasion. That's why I wore it. Okay, if and yeah. many have said this had Deion gone to Florida State. It's like, okay, Go home, dog. We got it. Had Dion gone to the NFL, had Dion gone to a premier program, which maybe he makes Colorado, and I'm rooting for him to succeed at Colorado. Maybe he brings Colorado back to prominence. It would be more understandable if it's a job that you just cannot turn down. But to go to Colorado, yeah. you were just trying to get a pay raise. You were just trying, like, you were just trying to get another job. That's what it comes off as. And again, do you? I don't begrudge him for that. Hey, and I, mean, I don't want to hey. sound like I'm begrudging him for that because it's not my pockets. It's not my bills. Hey. And it's not my calling. Okay. And listen, I will never tell somebody who says that God told me to do this. What God, I'm not, who am I to tell you what God didn't tell, told you to do? If that's what you think your path and your calling is, that's fine. I'm saying I thought, and I don't think that it was strictly my misperception of the situation. I think it was the what he was putting forth. I thought that this was bigger than just the next coaching job for Dion. And maybe shame on me for falling for that proverbial banana in the tailpipe. But I thought that that's what this was about for Deion Sanders. Was starting but, something, but, but, was being a trendsetter, but, 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 not just jumping for did. Colorado, where for me now, Michael, He's nothing but another coach. He was way more I interesting when he stood for something bigger. When he's no, I'm, no, I'm saying fair. when he stood for something. Why that? When he was at Jackson I'll tell you State, why it's not fair. the story was you're, fair. you're a storyteller. You're a remarkable storyteller. The story Thank was you. better when he was at Jack when he was at Jackson State. Yeah. What's the story at Colorado here? 
that he took another job? Right, well, and now he got a win or he gets fired there? Well, well, it's a couple things. One, he did he did start something. He did stand for something. What what we are caught up in uh, uh, is that we thought it was going to last for a generation. He started something, and that that no, window it's not is that. not as. It's not that. I didn't think he'd leave for Colorado. I just want just one specificity. Okay. One little one little. Uh, that's all. I just want to. Not that I thought he'd spend the rest of his life at Jackson State. I thought he'd stay there longer than three years. I didn't think he'd leave okay. for Colorado. I felt the same way with TCU. You and there's something about Colorado came up last year. I felt the same way. Even though they're a playoff team, I felt the same way last year. I understand. I understand. There's a Colorado part of it. Okay, we, we'll get to that in a second. But Deion Sanders is a guy who didn't have any head coaching experience. I know he had Prime Academy. You're always working with young people, living in Texas, doing his thing, and promoting mm-hmm. young talent. But he never had that opportunity at uh, at the collegiate level. So Jackson right. State was the opportunity for him. It's a historically back, uh, black college and university, and there's a long tradition. Of, of those of those institutions to the NFL and not only sending players there, but sending Hall of Fame players there. Correct. So they gave him an opportunity where maybe nobody else was willing to do it. And he went there, which is significant that Deion Sanders was there that brought attention to the conference. And then Deion Sanders not only won, but brought big time real blue chip players to the conference that are blue chip players on day one and maybe not uh, four years later, like what what the what the conference is known for is blue chip players. We don't see them in the front door, but going out to yeah. the NFL be like, hey, man, they can play. Yeah, but he changed it around. Hey, we already yeah. we know we already have great players in this conference, but we're going to bring them in and bring some attention there. So think about what he did. Added attention. He brought a lot right. of it. He, he, he brought attention more attention a bigger spotlight mm-hmm. to the swag. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't successful and and it can but all the things that he did that doesn't mm-hmm. go away because he left right No, right so right. Why, why can't other people do right. that? Why can't oh other no people no do that, that part that part that was your guy yeah. named Nate you, you, that, that part that part no I wholeheartedly agree with that because it's like it's not we can't all of a sudden be like all right guess we ain't paying attention to HBCUs no more look I just came from the Bayou Classic, so I'm definitely in the HBCU same uh, frame of mind. I was in New Orleans for the Bayou Classic. Grew up on that game. Got to cover it with NBC. NBC's got it back on NBC after it was on NBC Sports for a while. It was on national network television on Saturday. The, the mainstream media needs to not just conveniently have a fascination with Deion Sanders and ignore the rich tradition and the players and the high level of football taking place at HBCUs. The celebrities don't go away just because Deion is gone. I get it. But all those things that he did for Jackson State, did he do it for the larger mission or did he do it for Deion? And I I thought he was doing it for a larger mission. And is it mission accomplished after three years? I thought he was, I thought we were going into ushering into a new era of of people saying, I don't have to go to Colorado. I can go to Alcorn State Manette. like Steve McNair did. But you, I don't have okay, to go okay. to USC. I can go to yeah, South bro. Carolina State. Yeah. Like Darius yeah. Leonard you did or Shaquille Leonard did. I thought that that's where we were now. And I thought he was the, he okay. was the face of that movement, not somebody who was going to move the first time somebody came calling with a bigger check. Uh, okay, can we can we have this conversation? Because I don't, uh, we, we can't. This brother from another. We can talk for real, right? This brother from another. Well, you know, you only you only know you only got me today. So if we don't have it now. We ain't, we ain't having it. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I gotta get you because I may not see I may not see you again until twenty three, and you know I ain't playing. And you probably have in your mind, yeah, this is my last show at twenty two. No, so I gotta take not. advantage of Michael Smith. Uh, oh yeah, it's not. It's the next to last of twenty two. But I, I'll say, man. Why does it have to be like this? Why does it have to be like this? It's like, oh, do I sound like I'm hating? Am I hating? Do I sound like I'm hating? Hey, man, come on. Am I? I'm not. I dog. Know. I wore a shirt. I'm not, bro. I'm not trying to hate. I'm just saying what I Why? thought it was. I know you're and maybe that's my fault. But this is what, maybe that's my this fault. What we doing? We're doing this stuff like, oh man, it's not. It's only about the paycheck. Well, first of all, can we say even though the cultural experience is priceless? The coach that the, the paycheck does that it does have limits where swag versus hey, power. 
That that is real. And so Mike, I'm not gonna Mike, dismiss that. I'm people, not gonna a count lot, as a lot money of people, for him. A lot a lot I'm not either. I am not a pocket watcher. A lot of people say I don't have a price. Well, you just ain't heard the right number yet, okay? Like listen, yeah. I, I have I have taken the proverbial bag before at a call. I get it. I, I overstand that. Yeah. I'm I mean, simply saying no, and if that's what it is, that's fine. But just understand where I'm coming from because I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm in no way saying that Dion doesn't have a right to do what's best for him and his family or his career yeah. as he sees it. I just thought, again, my bad. You know what they say about assuming. I just thought that he was in it for something bigger and, and, where, where, and, and that he was going to continue to be a part of a renaissance. Like, instead of just having a cup of coffee at Jackson State, he did a damn good okay, job and did a lot of good for the conference. That's but fine. It's like, that's it. That's all. And well, again, I don't want to be hypocritical because it's like, I, I don't, you know what else I don't do? I don't cover uh, HBCU sports full time either. So if I'm coming off as a hypocrite, that's not my intention. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, though. And you're not coming off as a hypocrite. The problem is that there are so many areas that, that need uh, restoration. Renaissance, uh, renovation, innovation. There's so many areas that need it that Deion Sanders is in a position where he did that at Jackson State. But let's let's face it, big time college football needs him in a different way. Maybe those kids in Colorado need him in a different yeah. way than the kids. No, his ministry, at Jackson his ministry State will continue. Did. Let, sure. Let, 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 let's face it. Let's face it. Big time college football has done a bad job. Of hiring black coaches, we need black 100%. faces at at, 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 at at these big time I, I'm schools not too. Say, I'm not saying I'm not saying his work is done. He's I'm not needed there. He's he's needed at Jackson State for one reason. He's needed in Boulder, Colorado, for another. And the paycheck, I know, uh, he's 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 made a lot of money in his career. Maybe who knows? But that's, that's not for us to determine. That's not for us but, to determine at all. Yeah, I'm not. It, I'm it's not, hard. I'm not it's hard to his, say. You know, I, let me just let me just give you a, a little detail. Yeah. And just like, let's yeah. just sneeze at this. A little detail. They win a national, they win a national championship. He gets a bonus of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Any win over, any every win over six, he gets an additional one hundred fifty thousand dollars. One hundred fifty grand. One fifty. Just went. You win seven games. No. One fifty grand. I, and, 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 and listen, more power to you. All I'm saying I mean, is. As long it's no different than it comes to when it comes to black businesses, black media, black anything, black owned, black anything. As long as the Colorados of the world are seen as a promotion, as long as that's seen as a level up, we'll continue to be here. So somebody, but, 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 and I thought it was Dion, is it was gonna be like, no, this is bigger than. No, you have no play right, across no. the board. Is it? It's is not it? equal. It's not equal. But when is it ever okay. going to be if people keep flocking to what they think is better, to greener pastures? When is it going to be greener different? in a lot of ways? In a lot of ways. Literally and pastures. figuratively. Literally yeah. and even, even the field. Hell, even the fields. I get it. The facilities. I get it. But it's never going to change if somebody don't say, no, I'm good where I'm at. Water the grass where you at. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Say I felt every single one of those 700 days, honestly. <laughs> I said whatever, however long I've been out, I felt every single one of those days. So getting back in shape and everything was definitely, uh, definitely needed to feel that today. It is what it is, you know. I, I can't control what the fans do and, and what they're, uh, you know, how they approach whenever I step on the field. My job is to go out there and execute and uh, do my best as I can for the team. Well, that was Deshaun Watson yesterday. Browns go to Houston. First game back for Deshaun Watson in 700 days. He did not look great, Charles Robinson. And after the game, 
I don't think he sounded that great either because he would he wanted no parts of going over the past and making any apologies or expressing any remorse. You were in the building yesterday. Uh, what did you see and what did you hear? Yeah, I mean, look, the the talking about the past, uh, it's over for him. He's done. Okay, we, let's just let's go ahead and just knock that out right now. He is done. We may not be done as media members. The general public may not be done talking about that with Deshaun Watson, but it's clear that Deshaun Watson is finished with it. And I think when he had his first press conference back after being reinstated and, and becoming the starter, um, he immediately came out and said, I'm, I, I'm talking about football now. I'm not going to address um, you know, the, the litigation. I'm not going to address the clinical end of what I did uh, to be reinstated. And I said then, and I wrote then, this is it. What you are seeing now is the end of this mm-hmm. conversation in terms of Deshaun Watson projecting it outward. And if he does mm-hmm. talk again, it will be in a scripted, a scripted situation with someone that he either trusts or is friendly with. It will not be like the previous several press conferences where it was him, right. you know, freestyling questions that did not go well. And so I think, you know, off the field, what we saw on Sunday was the transition. It was him saying, now I have football games to talk about. So I'm going to talk about yeah. those football games. I'm going to talk about my performance. And Jenny Vrentis, the absolutely fantastic reporter from the New York Times, was there. She asked him about the element of remorse. He was not engaging on it. And I think it's a continuation of what he rolled out earlier in the week, that I'm, I'm done with that part of this. Now let's talk about football. Yeah, I understand the organization um, ownership asked him to apologize last week. And that was a non-starter for him and his team. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that apology, I think people are looking for something from him that they're never going to get from him. Contrition. Um, Well, specific contrition. Right. You know, like Mm -hmm. he'll, I think he's willing to apologize and he has apologized. I forget what the setting was, but it was like a little one on one interview for as he put it, putting himself in that position mm-hmm. or anybody that he may have triggered. I think were the words that he used, which that word was yeah. triggered in and of itself. Um, but but people that are looking for him to express people are just looking for him to express remorse because remorse comes from guilt right? or at minimum responsibility. And I don't think he's ever going to say that because I don't think that's how he views the situation. So I also understand that he's going to continue to counseling, wants to continue to counseling. Um, but it's like, how do you counseling for what though, Mike? What's he getting counseling? Well, that's for? what I'm. But that, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, be, behavior, just working on himself. But that's what I'm saying. It's like you, Michael Charles. I don't know if you heard it a second ago. We were talking about projecting on a Deion Sanders. It's like. A lot of people, understandably so, I'm not, this isn't a criticism, are projecting their feelings about the situation onto Deshaun and expecting him to speak in accordance with those feelings. All I'm observing is that Deshaun doesn't see it the same way as the out- right. money people in the outside world does. So, like, in other words, if you're waiting for him to say the magic words, you're just going to be waiting for a very long time. Yeah, and I, I think it's... Um... Uh, what I wrote when he had his initial press conference was we are we have now reached the point where it, it is really it's incumbent upon yourself to decide how you feel about this and move forward. Mm-hmm. You cannot seek mm-hmm. resolution through Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson anymore. He's not going that's to give it. That's a great it, point. He's not going to give it, particularly given the wide spectrum of expectations. Some people want a little. Some people want a lot. Um, right. Some people say, hey, he he financially apologized through settlements some people say no it needs to be more and my point was let's let's be honest about what the history of the nfl is and the phrase get to the games okay get to the games is this train goes in one direction it moves you get on it starts and you have to decide as it plows forward how you feel about all the carnage that it leaves in its wake morally uh ethically intellectually all these different things it's not you know deshaun is a microcosm of it now, but we have seen this microcosm before in other areas, in other ways, whether it's race, sexuality, um, politics, a litany of different things. 
as fans, you decide whether you want to, you know, yeah. basically take part in the product, watch it, or turn right. your back. We have reached right. that juncture. Make your decision. We, we are, we are. They're the professional players. We are professionals at practicing cognitive dissonance. It's part of being a sports fan. Yep. Whether you realize it or not, you're doing it all the time. Um, let's pivot to a couple more topics we want to hit with you, man. Uh, one on a related note, because obviously a big hang-up in the Lamar Jackson negotiations was the lack of a Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson like fully guaranteed contract. Right. Now Deshaun's got, excuse me, uh, Lamar's got an injury, uh, hasn't, you know, has been up and down with his play. What is the level of concern in Baltimore? A about his injury, but B, maybe just not, maybe not concerned from the Ravens standpoint, but from his standpoint when it comes to his leverage for uh, that long-term guaranteed contract he wants. I think the Ravens are are they are resolved to franchise tagging him at this stage, no matter what. Like I don't yeah. I don't think regardless of what the knee injury, you know, the knee injury situation, which week to week, if someone says day to day or week to week, it's week to week, okay? Like you don't just stick yeah. week to week in yeah. there if it's not. That's right. Okay, so yeah. that's and a, and a week to week knee injury in the NFL is concerning because it a means it's going to take time to heal. B means it's not going to be fully healthy, which means that the remainder of the season it's going to exist. And C may never get to the point this season where you're comfortable putting Lamar Jackson back on the field. So from the injury yeah. standpoint uh, and how that plays into leverage, I, I think it's um, irrelevant because the Ravens were to the point now where they were at that impasse. They're not giving him a fully guaranteed 230, 240, $250 million contract. They right. were going to tag him anyway. So again, and in a way it's irrelevant and, and it, but it does yeah. not mean, Oh, he suffered a knee injury. Now we're just going to, we're going to go ahead and sure. clap our hands and walk away. He's going to go to free agency. That's not happening. They no, are going well, to tag him. Not free agency. I think it's, the, the interesting thing is going to be, do they give him the exclusive tag or the right. non-exclusive well, tag and let him be free to for another team to potentially negotiate with him? Well, they can control whether he plays for them or no one else next year. It'll be I, interesting to see which tag they apply. I do not think they are inclined to let another team name their price. Okay. So if you, you they're not going to sit, I don't believe they're going to be inclined not to name the price. Let him sign with them and them take the draft picks. That's what I mean. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean. We'll, we'll see. I think, look, I think yeah. they want Lamar Jackson. They look at, look, sure. look at his record as a starter. They know what no, they, they have there. Do. They, they don't want to let him go, but yeah. you know, I, I think they're just, this is a, it's a significant contract impasse and they're ready to kick yeah. it into 2023 and deal with it. You trust uh, them? You, yeah, go ahead. Just, just quick on, on on the Ravens. Do you trust them with or without Lamar? Obviously, without Lamar, it's a different story. Oh, oh you mean the rest of the season? Yeah. Just the, just uh, this oh. team. Like they they struggled. They had they struggled mm -hmm. against Carolina. Yeah. They pulled out a victory. They pulled out a victory yeah. yesterday uh, over a, a really limited Broncos Good team. Question. Technically. Uh, not even technically. Look at the divisional record for the bank. I mean, look, so Michael, they're no Cincinnati. The Ravens got control. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, if, if we trust them. I mean, I, you know, it's hard to can't trust them like I trust the Bengals, Michael. You know, I'm sorry. I'm just I just had to Charles. get that in before. I had to get that in before the I'm show talking. ended, Charles. Oh, what fun times. Hey, Charles. What fun times when Michael didn't believe in the Bengals. Now his Chiefs no, can't nobody, beat the Bengals. Sorry, sorry, nobody, sorry. Go ahead. Nobody keeps. Nobody keeps his own stats like Michael Smith. Uh, he keeps those know, receipts, only, but, only, but only when it's only when it's convenient, though. Only when it's, it's not convenient. my stats, so, it's the Bengals stats. Okay. Well, no, what you said about them, like, oh, I was, I was on board, all this stuff. What you said you about? Trust them. Oh, you, oh, is he in LeBron division, in it? Ravens. Are you LeBron in it? Are you LeBron in it? Ravens? Oh yeah. No, it's, no, yeah, mine I is would. accurate. Mine is accurate. Mine is accurate. Right. <laughs> I ain't capping. Uh, I ain't capping. Go ahead, go ahead, Charles. Do you trust them? Rewrite. Rewriting history one episode at a time. Anyway, uh, look, I, I think Tyler Huntley, when he had extended time, for, you know, previous to this, he looked good. And and at times you thought, is this a player, a backup who has an ability to develop into a, a potential starter? I once looked at him, sort of how I looked at Jalen Hurts at the start. I was like, oh, there's something here to like. Is he going to get enough playing time, yeah. enough reps, enough snaps to develop as a player? The thing is, um, when they played against the Broncos, he did not have a good game. However, when he had to have it to win the mm -hmm. game, go watch that last drive, okay? And and yeah. that was him putting it together. I I actually think he is a backup who I believe has an opportunity given snaps, reps, oh. 
yeah. development could actually be a player in this league. So I like their backup. I I, so he's too. not Lamar though, like but he's not Lamar. No, he's so, not. but I like I like him a lot. Hey, let's go rapid fire real quick. Um, does Baker have a future in this league this season or at all man, as a backup quarterback somewhere? Man, okay, cool. We'll move on. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Just oh. real quick though. Oh, I thought. Oh, I thought you Jimmy, meant that wasn't worth Jimmy, No, no, wait, no, wait, wait. Jimmy G goes down, right? Next day, Baker asks asks, asks for his release. I'm not saying somebody made a phone call. Like, hey man, you come loose. We probably come get you. I'm not saying that happened. That ain't, not, that ain't not an upgrade. That ain't, I'm not. That ain't an upgrade. I don't think San Francisco. They need everything. Right? Throw everything is, at it. <laughs> is Dallas going to? You said last time you were on the show that Dallas wouldn't let OBJ get out the building, even without working out. Is he a cowboy by this time? Oh, next this is we, this is a whole other conversation. The OBJ thing has developed in a way that I don't even think the teams expected. I think the money has caused pause. I think the fact that he's not working out has caused pause. I think yep. now teams are yep. starting to look at him and go, maybe this is a 2023 guy, not a 2022 guy. Love that. Mm. And last but not least, speaking of keeping receipts, would Christian Watson be scoring more touchdowns? This is for both of you. Oh, God. If he oh, were God, drafted God. in the oh, first round. No, hey, hey, go if to he break. was drafted go in the break. first round, go to break. would he be shut better? Up. I'm just shut curious. Just I'm just up. curious. Oh, my would he goodness. be a better player oh, if they in. drafted him in the first instead of the you second? You had to get that in. You wrong. You wrong oh. doing it at the last minute like this. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. Snuck it in there. <laughs> <laughs> insufferable. So, Michael, we come back. Just talk about how insufferable I am. All right. Foul. I am. That's so foul. I am. First. <laughs> <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. <laughs> you show up Michael, as often right. as the Olympics every four years. You come around every four years. Then you come in bringing chaos, talking about he, the first round, second he, round. He, no, no. He's that he's that guy you know when the when you when the fight's getting broken up he sneaks in one little last punch as he gets pulled apart. <laughs> That's him. That's yeah, right. Dirty. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.